0: Got a question from my old friend, Sheila. She asks, does a massive caloric deficit cause weight gain? Uh, Can someone exercise too much and eat too little and actually gain fat? The answer is yes, for a number of reasons. Now, why, why does this happen? Most people think if you exercise more and eat less, you'll lose weight and it's true to a certain extent if your overall calories on that day go below a certain amount you're putting your body in something called a starvation states why because your body wants to stay alive it wants to live wants to live so what does it do first off it In order to keep up with all the exercise, it catabolizes, means breaks down all the muscle fibers, converts them to sugars, and uses them for energy on all the extra exercising you're doing. Not only that, but all the calories you're taking in, because it doesn't know if and when it's getting more food to sustain itself, to stay alive, it hoards it. It stores it as fat. So you may notice with certain people with Eating disorders, they may have low scale weight, but their bodies are incredibly soft. What's happened is that their bones are hollow, not hollow, hollow, but less dense, less durable. Their skin has less collagen, so they look almost shriveled, maybe pale. Their muscle is nearly non-existent. Because muscle burns calories. That's how you're able to move. And because you're at such a massive low-caloric deficit and your body doesn't want to die, it takes away that muscle. So it's it's like taking horsepower out of an engine for fuel efficiency and then adding a much bigger gas tank at the back of that car in the form of fats so that the car does die. Does that make sense? So... I can't tell you some magic caloric number. There's a number of ways to figure out how many calories you should take in per day. One of the most accurate ways to do it is take a resting metabolic rate test. If you have no clue what that is, go ahead and Google it. Better yet, I have a nutritionist here, Chelsea. Uh, You can go ahead and email or DM me. I can give you the email address to contact her. And she can tell you all about RMR. That's a way to find out how many calories do you burn each day. That way, you could get a much better idea, numerically, about how much food you should eat uh, to get a certain body type. Whether it is to gain muscle, or to burn fat, or both, whatever. The point being, if you take in too little calories and burn too much, your body just gets soft and sick. And probably not in the shape you want to be in. I got a question from my boy Jasper. He asks... What kind of stretches should I do after running? Uh, That's a really good question. Um, One of the things I would highly recommend is to prioritize uh, what's called self-myofascial release or foam rolling. I put that as first priority up front uh, before static stretching. Um, Here's why. You're giving your body microscopic small traumas with every single of your steps, hopefully those thumps registered and see the podcast recorder. But, so each time you're doing steps, it's a little, small, piece of trauma. So one thing that happens is your body starts to knot up, muscles start to go into knots, little adhesions along the muscle line. And if you try stretching knotted muscles, they won't stretch, like, at all. Like, Imagine this. Take like a take like twine, or take or yarn, or some sort of flexible string. Make a knot, and then try stretching that string. Notice that you you're not able to stretch as far as if the knot wasn't there. So the first thing you you need to do is remove the knots. And it's your muscles aren't tied up like string, like a knot. I'm just using that as a metaphor. But there is some little adhesions, little matrices they call it, uh, in the muscle fibers that using. Foam rolling, or vibration technology, (laughs) that sounds a little dirty, (laughs) or massage, you get those knots out. Then, go into stretches. Um, Couple stretches I think think of off the top of my head, look up the couch stretch on on, uh, Google or YouTube, and also look up the 90-90 stretch. You wanna mobilize those hips as much as possible while you're running, so hopefully that helped. My friend, Jess, she asks me, what's the best cardio to do for fat loss? Ooh, this question is more loaded than an M60 hill by Rambo. I'm joking. That's my attempt at being funny. <laughs> but, what's the best cardio for fat loss? First off, understand that cardio is probably the, the fifth most important thing on the list when it comes to fat loss. First thing, eating habits, diet. Second thing is going to be strength training done in the right way. That way you build new muscle that burns calories over the course of the day and during the course of your cardio. Third priority, uh, check your sleep levels. Fourth priority, check your stress levels. When you are Spiking your body up with stress hormones doesn't matter how much cardio you do. Stress hormones store fats. I'll spare you the science, but that's the long story short. So you're shooting yourself in the foot. (laughs) So the review: first priority diet, second priority strength training, third priority sleep, fourth priority stress management, and now we get to the cardio. I like doing cardio in two different categories. One is Interval training, and then one is what I call recovery cardio. Interval training is typically uh, cardio workouts that go up in intensity, then down in intensity, up and down, up and down, up and down. One popular catchphrase, you know, out there in the fitness world, is called HIT cardio. H I I T, high intensity interval training. And there's many, many, many different versions of that. I typically like doing hit cardio at the tail end of my strength training days. Why? Because it'll encapsulate that particular training day as a "quote unquote" high intensity day. Then, I will force the body to recover by doing recovery cardio the next day. Recovery cardio is about it's just steady states, light, enjoyable cardio, just to get the body moving and sending rich, oxygenated blood into the sore muscles to help them recover, help them create what we call an anabolic effect, which is a muscle building fat burning effect, and uh, prevents burnouts. So uh, the old Olympic rule of thumb, which is uh, 180 minus your age, that, and then 10 beats less than that, that is your heart rate range for steady state recovery cardio. So for example, I'm 32 years old, so 180 minus my age, that's 150. 50, no, 148. So, cardio for me is about 138 to 148 beats per minute of heart rate, doing whatever the heck I want. Why? To send oxygenated blood into my system to help it recover from the higher-intensity days. So, uh, you may have heard the, the phrase the fat-burning zone. Now, it's a little cliche and a slightly inaccurate. I call it the recovery zone. do do fat burning zone training or recovery zone training on days after the higher intensity days and then go back and do higher intensity days again. So now you created an interval for your workout week. It creates more consistency, it creates more times you're working out, it creates better habit building, it creates a greater calorie burn throughout the week and over time it burns more fats.